Hello? Yo. What's going on? What's up, man? <clears throat> How's things? Oh, just, uh, just fucking reading Twitter right now. <laughs> Why the... Are you reading all the influencers crying? I'm just reading about this, uh, this crap about, I guess, Breedlove trying to make a comeback, like, and, like, they're trying to cancel the, the memers who were doing awesome memes about how fucking stupid the guy was. I mean, this is just ridiculous. This is the mentality of Bitcoin that just trips me out. This has nothing to do with fucking Bitcoin. This has to do with Breedlove, who had, you know, created this persona and who was milking like so many people. He, he, I mean, even myself, like I, I was, I think he's a nice guy. Like I've talked with him and I've met him, um, not met him in person, but like we've, we've gone back and forth on, on DMS. Um, and, and he's a really nice guy, but like he made a mistake and like, you know, when you make mistakes, it's like, I'm not going to go jump on the grenade for you. I mean, it's not like I hate you or nothing, but like you made a mistake and you need to now like be an adult about it. And so when, you know, people started asking questions and this and that, you know, we had this doubling, tripling down, all this stuff. That's when I just, I don't understand it. I don't even fucking care to be honest. But at the end of the day, this is the problem with Bitcoin. None of these people matter. I mean, Breedlove, what he, what he put out there was great. He did some great content. There's a lot of people who do great content, but that's the problem with Bitcoin. Uh, there's a lot of people who, who feel like they need these like confidence crutches. So they, they find these like uh, mentors or whatever you want to call them, um, thought leaders. I, I don't know. And they just put too much into them. And then one day, you know, the cracks start to show and, and, and the whole fucking shit just comes tumbling down. So anyway, just seeing that this is still a thing and like that, I know he's probably trying to make a comeback because I'm sure this hurt him financially. And to hear like that, like his buddy influencers are, are, you know, now trying to target the memers who, who were making fun of him? Like that's just arrogance and stupid, and I that's everything I fucking hate about Bitcoin in in many ways. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the reason you're reading it is I don't know if you know, but he was he went on somebody's podcast yesterday, the day before, and it was. I mean, he went radio silent for a while, and I mean, uh, you know, I I fuck around with a lot of the meme guys, like I, you know. I'm, with the Moscow meme tards hanging out with the factory dudes all the time. And like they, everybody in all those group chats was like, yo, all he has to do, like he's been silent for a while. All he has to do is come back and be like, yo, I fucked up. Right. Yeah. And it's all good. You know what I mean? Like we keep moving on. It's like, and dude, he went on that fucking podcast yesterday. And I mean, Oh, I didn't listen to it, but they were like breaking it down play by play in the group chats. And it was like, it was bad, dude. He compared himself to a priest like 20 minutes in, compared himself to Jesus at like 50 minutes in. Couldn't just say, I fucked up. And this is the narcissistic, like ego, egotistic, you know, part of Bitcoin that I just don't understand. Like, um, you know, I used to be in, in action sports and uh, I used to, you know, be around a lot of professionals, surfers and skaters and stuff. And um, I don't know, man, like you could always tell like the pros that like believed their own hype and that they always thought they were the shit. Um, 
and then there was always some guy that was so much better than them and had so many so much more like experience and just i don't know just respect among the community um and and then the guy who's whining just could never understand you know why he never got the respect and it was just because you know people don't like that like it isn't about your ego it isn't about your narcissistic fucking you know perspective of yourself like you know like i mean these people are lucky that they came into Bitcoin and he should feel grateful that he built up whatever persona that he built up and that people are actually willing to still have him on his podcast. But the fact that like these people think that they're so much better and bigger than they are is just so fucking laughable. Um, and it's why, why you see such a, such a, 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 a steep demise, you know? And, and I think it's why for people like myself, I just have no sympathy for it after, like you said, all the dude had to do was literally just say, you know what? Like I totally misspoke and you know what? Like I admit that was totally dumb and I'm just going to try harder. And like, I would respect that, but I don't, I just, I, I just have a hard time respecting the way he handled himself. And the saddest part is, is he's a really nice guy. Like I think he has a big heart and I think as a human, he's a good person. It's just, unfortunately, I think a lot of people, um, there's Bitcoin, meaning like for guys like us, we're stacking and we're hodling and that's what Bitcoin is for us. But for others, Bitcoin is an opportunity to reinvent themselves and to like create a career or a job out of it. Um, and so, you know, to me, that's that's OK as long as you don't get sketchy. Um, and that's kind of what he did. He part of me thinks that that he just saw an opportunity with shit coins like oh yeah like the price is going to go up i could make a lot of money in shit coins um because he's watched a lot of people do it um and you know but all of us have been faced with that dilemma and some of us have, have dabbled and some of us have made money we learned our lesson we got the fuck out but like at this stage when you're in a position where he's at and, and of that type of like cloud i guess you'd want to say or influence like to be like spewing that kind of stuff after you just sat down for like a hundred thousand hours with michael saylor and fucking jeff booth like dude i if anything if i was michael saylor and jeff booth i'd be so fucking embarrassed like i would be like dude fucking delete that content i want nothing to do with you but you know this is the this is the circle jerk dude all these all these guys kind of protect each other and protect their own so anyway yeah i i it's a bummer i i I like I like breed love or I like the breed love that I knew. Um, and at this point, I mean, I don't know what to think, quite honestly. And it's just it's just laughable that this is even fucking a, a story. It's just so I don't know. It's so like fucking what I've found. Right. My ex observation and I haven't been in the fucking Bitcoin space very long at all. Right. I'll be the first one to admit it. I've been in the Bitcoin space probably a little over a year ser in a serious capacity. And. I've found that that category of people from that background and not, and yeah, I'm grouping people together. Fuck it. Right. So the, the intellectual, uh, big thinkers, uh, PhD type nine out of 10 times that doesn't translate well into the Bitcoin world. Like they just can't. My experience is people like that can't come into something and humble themselves long enough to be like, wow, like this thing, this is something that I can sit down and like, I can't really wrap my mind around all of it. Like I understand parts of it and I can add to the community and I can contribute and that's great. But people like that like to be 
a complete expert on whatever they're talking about. And it's difficult to do that with Bitcoin. Well, people like that are experts at everything. Um, you know what I mean? Like if you met them and you were talking about irrigation in your yard, they probably have a fucking solution for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, and you're right. Like Bitcoin attracts um, an intellectual crowd. Um, and I think there's a lot of grifters who come into the space and they just see like, oh, I can I can learn the buzzwords and you see it every day. So do I. You just see the same fucking regurgitated shit um, just being spewed. And it's like, OK, that's great. Like, yeah, you're 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 just getting a bunch of engagement, just repeating. Um, but the biggest thing is like with Bitcoin, like my favorite my favorite transition is where we're at right now. Like like when in 2017, like. You know, memes, memes weren't, I mean, there was a lot of memes, but like, there was no like, like crews, meme crews. And like, I think the fact that there are meme crews um, is awesome. And I think it's, it's, it's necessary. And I love how savage they are. Um, I always tell people don't fuck with the memers. Luckily, I, I'm friends with a lot of them. Um, and some of them, like when some funny topic comes up, it's fun working with them. I'm sure you do the same thing. Oh, I got this idea here. Do the, do it like this. And then it, you know, you see a meme that you help helped like give the idea for get like, you know, 500 to a thousand, you know, fucking likes. And you're just like, ha -ha! you know, and it's really just about the fun of it, you know, and, and, and clowning and just like, I don't know, like sarcastic, being sarcastic and also being able to laugh at ourselves. Um, and I think that's super important. Um, and most important, like being able to laugh at the people who take this shit way too seriously, because, you know, like I said, there's hodlers and then there's, you know, and hodlers and stackers. And then you have people who are literally here to just to, de to develop content and then to milk they just see it as a, an opportunity to fleece noobs, um, which is fine. You know, like if you're a noob and, and you decide to, to, I mean, I shouldn't say it's fine. Like everybody has the right to do what they're, they're going to do, but at least if you're going to do it, like do it with like, I don't know, some integrity. And there are people who do it with integrity and that's fine. What I don't like are people who push stupid fucking narratives. Um, and unfortunately with where we're at with COVID right now, um, and with where, where we're at with like, you know, like Bitcoin where we, you know, we hit an all time high and we drop back and, um, and you have, you know, shit coiners and it's a really crazy dynamic right now. Um, and it's, uh, it's almost hard to know who's who, um, it used to be if you were a, if you own Bitcoin, you were a Bitcoiner, <laughs> you know what I mean? You were all on the same team, but I think people are starting to wise up to the fact that we're not all on the same team. We're not. We're fucking not, dude. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Um, there's a lot of us that are, but there's a lot of us who don't give a fuck about any of us or any of anything that we're doing. All they want to do is make money and fucking they don't care if they they scam 100,000 people um, to make an extra buck. That's just who they are. And those are the kind of people that I do not like. Um, not to mention I'm very against uh, Bitcoiners who uh, like and that's the thing like this COVID thing like I, like it's it's kind of made people show their true colors. So like, I don't give a fuck if you're like a person who's just living your life and you, you know, you have your vaccine or, and you're doing your mask thing or whatever. I don't care if that's what you want to do. I'm not going to ever clown you for that. It's not my job to do that. But if you're some motherfucker who's out there, like, you know, wagging your finger and lecturing people with fucking bogus stats and trying to like, talk down to people and then you're also a bitcoiner like i have a problem with that it's like you are the biggest fucking st 
statist fucking asshole like fraud in my opinion like you want sovereign money and that's what you're claiming you're here for but then you're not here for so, you know personal sovereignty or individual sovereignty so i feel like we're seeing this uh this uh dichotomy among among bitcoiners um and it's hard because some of these people are people that I really like. And then all of a sudden I see their status, their status side come out and I'm just like, fuck you. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's like interesting seeing how like it's weird. A lot of the hardcore maxis are also just, you know, just people who who are hardcore truthers. That's what I'll call it. We're just hardcore truthers. We care about the truth. That's what we fucking care about is the truth. And it just amazes me that there's, there's a lot of Bitcoiners in our ranks who don't seem to care about the truth. They just, you know, they seem to support whatever the government's doing. Um, I mean, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be all pro what the government's doing with the vaccine and masks. But then like you see like some regulation bullshit going on today, like in Congress and they're like, oh, you know, this is this is tyranny. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like make up <laughs> your fucking mind, you moron. So anyway, I'm sorry. This, this is the stuff that just fucking annoys the hell out of me. No, you're right. I mean, there's a certain there's definitely it's like with anything right with any subculture, because that's what Bitcoin is, right? Bitcoin's a subculture. So with any subculture you have camps and you have camps of people who think a certain think it means this. And you have a camp of people who think it means that. And you have, you know, some people that may lean to more of like a, a purity, not even a purity, but like an extreme view of what it means to be a Bitcoin maximalist or to be a Bitcoiner. But, you know, I've always felt in Bitcoin that, there's fucking room for everybody as long as you're genuine about what you are and who you are. Like if you want to come around and you want to be like, yo, Bitcoin only. And it's, that's it. You know, the, the hard line and fuck the government in every aspect and like cool. But like in this community, you better fucking your actions better match your, match your words. Like your audio better match your video because we're going to fucking crucify you if it doesn't like, well, we don't really yeah. go and fuck with people who like openly admit that they're shit coiners or they shit coin and Bitcoin. Like they, they'll get it every now and again, but they don't get fucking mobbed. The people that get mobbed are the people that come around and they're like, Oh, it's only like exactly what breed loved it. Oh, it's Bitcoin only. Bitcoin's the only thing. It's the soundest thing in the world. Blah, 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 blah. It's the hardest money ever. All this great fucking philosophical word salad. And then you turn around and shill a shitcoin and then say, I didn't know, which to me was the biggest, not to bring it back there, but to bring it back there, the biggest bullshit in the world. You cannot come around and say, I have two or three PhDs or whatever your background is, and then say, I didn't know that it was a shitcoin project. Fucking come on, dude. Come on. Dude, you know what? I watched that whole thing play out and because I... I don't know. I, I, I like, I like breed love. I, I, you know, I felt like I had a relationship with him, <laughs> not that kind of relationship, just a friendship with him, you know? Um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I, like I said, I, you know, he's a nice guy and he knew what he was doing. I feel like it was very deliberate. And so I gave him a chance and like, while everybody was just piling on, 
I didn't pile on and, and actually I didn't defend him, but I said, I'm not going to pile on. I'm going to let him, let him kind of, you know, let this play out. I think that's what I, the words I used. Um, Cause I was in a little bit of denial myself. Like I was like, Oh man, like this is, this is really weird. Like there's gotta be something to this. And then, you know, as the weeks went by, we had the doubling and tripling down and quadrupling down. And, you know, it, it was just like, wow. You know what I mean? Just like, that's all I could say is, wow. Okay. So it is what it is, you know, like he did what he did and, you know, it's great. If he wants to go build his, I, what I don't understand is like, I don't understand why he just doesn't own it. And he just doesn't own fucking shit coins. Like if, I mean, that's where he's going. Like he, he literally, I don't know. There was somebody who posted a clip of him talking about that. That's what he was going to do. Like, I don't know, a month or so before. And then he went and, he, and I don't even know what he did quite honestly, but I assume that he's making money off all this stuff. I just assume, and, and I could be totally wrong, but I mean, I think there's a lot of people who are assuming um, right along with me, but like, I just don't understand why he just doesn't own it. Like the guy could literally make so much fucking money, like just, you know, being, if bring it, being the circus pony that he is for whoever will pay him. Um, but I think it comes down more to the legality of that. I think that's probably why he, he's very careful about that because if you notice like a lot of these guys who, who shill shit coins, they end up getting sued, um, down their line because they're getting paid to do so. Um, so I don't know, you know, um, but there's a lot of him, there are a lot of breed loves in this game. And, you know, I think what happens is, is, um, you know, I've heard that he has a lot of money. Um, but I don't necessarily agree because I know a lot of people, um, who have money and like, they don't necessarily like that seemed like more of a desperate move to me, like a money grab to me. And he had to been paid pretty well to do it. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that he doesn't have money, but I guess there's levels to how much money is a lot of money, I guess is really what, what it all comes down to. And I, I don't think no one could pay me the amount of money that it would take to fry my reputation. And I'm not even a fucking, I don't even try to be anybody special in this game. So I wouldn't do it. So it's really, it's really hard for me to fathom why a guy like that would, if he, if they had a bunch of money or they had more money than they, you know, needed, I just don't see why someone would just burn their reputation that way and not, and, and not fix it right away. Because if you really don't give a fuck, then you really don't give a fuck. But to me, he kind of gives a fuck, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know a lot of the, like, speculation around it was that when we were on our way up to all-time high, I mean, nobody thought we were coming back down. And a lot of the speculation was that he was levied. And when Price dumped, he got fucking wrecked being levied. And had to do something to make money to cover, either cover what he levied or whatever. Which that's, like you just said, you went through all the all the stuff. Like, that's the only thing that, like, makes sense to me. As crazy as it sounds. No, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, and it's also um, something we should probably talk about, too, is um, that's the other problem with Bitcoin is, and, and I love that people get super excited and super bullish and, you know, um, I mean, people come up with some very like extravagant charts and, you know, like models and, you know, and just game theory and it's all very believable and like, you know, but I've watched this play out like in multiple cycles. So like I always tell myself, you know, and I, and I, people always call me bearish and maybe I am bearish. Maybe I'm just realistic. Like, um, you know, uh, it's cool to, to like, 
get excited in these in these bullish times of Bitcoin. But what I cannot stand is when I just see people just saying, sell your house, take a loan, <laughs> do all this stuff. And like there was a lot of people doing that. And he was part of that crew. Um, and you notice how when we drop back, where did those people go? Gone. Yeah. And, Ghost. And, and all those podcasters that were like pumping out like two or three podcasts a week, where'd they go? <laughs> yeah, because this is what happens. And like, I felt it. Like, I literally felt it. And I was doing a podcast. Uh, I wasn't even on a podcast. Sorry, I just logged into uh, Bitcoin Kindergarten. And I think Dieter was talking. And it was at the very end, there was like an open discussion. And, and we were all talking. And I brought it up. And I was like, you know, like, it's all great that like, everybody's super bullish. But like, be careful. I mean, like, you know, like, the, the fact is, I'm a market at any time can fucking bite back at you. And, you know, when it does, <laughs> there's no love in it, dude. And so you got to you gotta be careful. And, and I, I hear people rationalize, oh, that's okay. Those, those sats, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to make money in five years. But, like, yeah, that's, that's fucking great. Um, but it, <laughs> let's, be, let's be realistic. Like, let's be fucking realistic. So if you bought at 60000 which I did, um, you know, um, and then you bought at 30000 um you've got to be a fucking idiot if you're not willing to say, man, I wish I would have just waited and, and bought at 30,000. But like, none of us are fucking perfect, uh, you know, psychic tea leaf readers. Um, and so you can't ever get in the market at the top. You can never, you can never accurately, you know, predict the top and you can never accurately predict the bottom. But what you can do is be understanding and logical about how you go about things. Um, like DCAing is really good. But like I watched people who literally were selling their cars, um, you know, getting, you know, um, H-lock loans on their um, on their houses. Um, and, you know, and they're all like, oh, I'm good right now, though. I'm good. And it's like, yeah, I know you're good. But like, that wasn't a smart move. You got to admit it. And and the sad thing is, is most of them won't admit it. And and the people who pushed them there, you know, those people are kind of like hiding in the hiding in the reeds right now, um, waiting for the coast to be clear and waiting for it go to go back to a bullish market to come back and be like, see, I was right, you bears. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, dude. Like that mentality on both sides kind of sucks. And like breed love to circle back to that yeah he was part of that and i think he did get wrecked um maybe he had some from when he was you know i mean he, i don't know i i just didn't hear much from him last cycle um uh, maybe he was around i don't know maybe i just didn't i'm not saying i'm like the standard of of what is in and what is not in bitcoin actually i'm pretty clueless because i try to stay that way about like the bitcoin scene i try to just like let like the the you know i, I try to let the signal the good signal lead me to it and then let that lead me to other good stuff. Um, I try not to just like fixate on, on one signal, if that makes sense. And so um, just watching this all play out um, and watching this last cycle happen, it's just really interesting to me watching how like the narrative is, is, is it always evolves and changes and, and uh, we're watching actually new faces now starting to take on this next, uh, segment of this whatever you want to call it cycle that we're in um a lot of the the biggest talkers are seeming to be silent right i mean is it me or is i mean maybe i'm not hearing them but oh, I, no, you're absolutely right um absolutely right and why are they broke i mean it, it, and i don't know did they have to go back to work because i remember last cycle in 2017 like 
like it was so out of control. And quite honestly, this this bull market, this this last one really sucked, man. Like like some of the like it got it Bitcoin Twitter became to the point where I didn't even want to log in because of the stupid shit that I would just see. It was just like it was just people were just being crazy stupid. Um and so here we are. Um we're at this this moment of I don't know what you want to call it, um, where we're just kind of sitting here at whatever 41, 42 and which is awesome. And, you know, we've got all this stuff hanging in the balance about with regulations, which is interesting. Um, and, you know, it'll be interesting where we go from here. Um, but, uh, you know, some of these reputations, um, what's sad is a lot of times people forget um, about, you know, where these people, what, what actually happened. And then all of a sudden they just like get back right at what they were doing. Um, and it's sad to me when that happens, but for the most part, I do see like there's a smarter group of Bitcoiners who tends to see this shit and calls it out, which I think is good. So I don't know. Um, but, but it's yeah. cancel culture, bro. Yeah. Don't you know? They hate us for it. Yeah, it, it's cancel culture. But what's a bummer is, is these motherfuckers aren't getting canceled that should be canceled. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're like, trying. I know. It, it's like. Like Udi, for example, like I don't I think he's a smart dude. He's been around in the game for a long time. But like, I don't know if he realizes the things he says and the things that he supports. I actually people say, oh, no, he's just trolling. I'm like, no, he isn't trolling. Actually, no, he actually believes that. Um, and he Is has some big coincidence or when you just signed in, did you see all the shit that went down with him? I just happened to sign in and like it was in my feed. And that's OK. I, OK. That's okay. where all this came from. I didn't know if it was coincidence or if you noticed that he was white knighting today oh no i i saw that um and i he has me blocked and which is fine like i i probably would block i I don't block anybody i wouldn't even block me i would just ignore me um (laughs) but um because like i'm fucking nobody um but like you know it's interesting how these guys they it's like there was this old crew of people and they all were really tight and they all knew each other which is great Um, but like they kind of give each other a pass or they all kind of defend each other uh, over stupid stuff. And if you, if you, if you're not on their team, then, you know, you're just dumb and, you know, I don't know. And, and I think they're, these guys are having a tough time that there is, uh, that, that Bitcoin has grown and there's a culture of new people in Bitcoin who just think they're dumb and think they're fucking idiots. And, you know, they don't like that. I mean, that's what this is, right? And they, they think they think because they have like a, a friend who runs a company or they, they they committed some code to something, I don't know, that they're fucking bigger than they are. And it's like, no, dude, like if you're a fucking donkey, you're a donkey. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I realize that, like, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not naive in the sense that I don't care if people don't like me. I know people don't fucking like me but I'm nobody and I don't fucking care. And, and you shouldn't care either. And neither should Udi. He should not give a fucking rat's ass if people don't like him. Like, but we're in Bitcoin. So for some of these people in this game in this social fucking community or whatever you want to fucking call it, like their social stature and their, uh, and their status and clout really, really matter to them. And that's the, where I'm like, whoa, okay why is this person really here? Like, what are you here for? Are you here for your career and your reputation in your career? Um, or are you here to just like be a sovereign individual and speak your mind, you know, and, and, and to like, be like, look, I can say what I want to say. I don't give a fuck if you don't like what I have to say. I don't care if you don't agree with me, fucking unfollow me and block me. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't fucking care. And I wish more people had that mentality on here. And I know there's a lot that do, and those tend to be the friends that I have, but you get all this litigation in these threads, you know, people litigating. And a lot of times, like, you know, the original, the original thoughts get twisted and turned and, you know, it, it just, it gets so stupid. And, um, at the end of the day, like, like all I see is Udi just like putting his foot in his mouth, trying to defend things that he shouldn't defend. And just, he really should just shut the fuck up. But part of me thinks he does it on purpose. Cause I think these guys are really in tune with their engagement numbers. You know what I mean? Like their stats. Um, I think they really focus on that. And I think that's what matters to them. So for him today was a win, man. He's, he's all up fucking, you know, his, his notifications are lighting up and his metrics are lighting up too. This is what, this is like the, the Peter McCormick playbook. Not only that too, you got to imagine, I mean, I would think that he gets probably just as much engagement by doing what he's doing today because I'm sure, you know, you have a handful of shit coiners that are defending him. And then you have all the like leftist, statist, propaganda eating, claim to be Bitcoiners that are just eating that shit up. Like, oh, my God, you're right. We shouldn't bully people. It's so wrong. Cancel culture, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, no, no. But you, you have to imagine if, if he's looking at something like metrics or anybody is looking at something like metrics. Fucking Peter McCormick, like you just said. Peter McCormick fucking playbook, right? Peter's been, Peter had surgery. He was like zero doc 30 is what I call it, right? Silent for a couple of weeks or whatever. And he comes back and what does he do? Kicks the fucking hornet's nest because he knows that it's going to get him engagement. He knows. Yeah, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Actually, I jokingly tweeted last week about, you know, that he was on some secret mission. <laughs> like <laughs> he's, he's doing some secret, secret spook mission. <laughs> and he's a... Uh, that's why we haven't heard from him. But yeah, you're, you know, that's, that's really good insight right there. That's really good insight. I didn't, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, man, that's what these guys do. And he's one that like, like he is one of the most inauthentic individuals. Like this just shows you how fucking stupid Bitcoin is when a guy who's as clueless as that can actually become like, like as big as he is in Bitcoin. And like, doing the things that he's doing. That's how fucking stupid it is, dude. Like, come on. Like, let's be realistic. If a guy like that can get to where he's at, then fucking bit the Bitcoin fucking community is fucking stupid. That's what yeah. I'm, it's true. I don't care. Fight me, fight me. I will fight whoever, because quite honestly, the guy's a fucking moron. Um, he has an agenda. Um, and like, you know, like, Everyone thinks he's just this great guy. No, he's not. Like, all he does is grift off of other people's stuff. All he has done is literally surrounded himself with smart people and basically kind of, what's the word, uh, vampired off of their successes. Um, and because he's the one who's their mouthpiece, like, they'll go and be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, what's his name? Jack, um, who I really like. Jack's a, a really smart, young young yeah. gun who's doing amazing things. Um, but I feel like he's a little naive about Peter. Um, but they go back a long ways. Like they go back when Peter was nobody. So I'm not going to ever get, you know, shit on Jack for whatever, you know, like I know some people do like, but I do think he's being naive and, and Jack doesn't realize that, uh, that he, he gives his credibility to Peter. Um, and, oh, yeah. you know, and to me, you know, 
you can take that wherever you want to take it. But like in a nutshell, that's what Peter has done with a lot of people. He just puts these like people around him that are really bright. And and that's where this whole spook narrative came from. Like, I mean, you know, like to me, like, I, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't think Peter's a spook. <laughs> I don't think he is. I don't think he like, I don't think he's smart enough to like work for uh, the CIA or some government organization. It, no could he, way. could he be passing information to intelligence? I mean, dude, that could totally happen. I mean, the guy's got, the guy has such an inside with so many people. He travels everywhere. He's funded, he's funded like, like, I mean, he's, he spends all his money traveling and getting inside of all these companies. So I just, I mean, it's plausible, right? Like, I mean, if you were, if you were an intelligence agency and you wanted like a guy who, who could disarm a lot of people by buying them beers and fucking barbecue, I mean, that's what he does, right? And you had to pick somebody, you're going to pick the most spineless fuck that right. has the most connections and that's fucking peter like come on the dude there's no way if if i'm i mean i was all about everything that bitcoin is outside of sound money long before i knew what bitcoin was right being right. sovereign fuck the government uh, always always as long as i can remember that's how i was raised you're i'm telling you right now i've met plenty of people who are about that life and I've met plenty of people <laughs> who talk like they're about that life. Right. And if the fucking feds kicked Peter's door in and said, we're going to fuck your life up or you're going to tell us what we want to know. He's fucking telling them what they want to know. He's well, not dying on any <laughs> hill. That's just the thing. And so like this narrative gets really spun. Oh, Peter's a spook and they all joke about it. But like if you actually think about it and like this isn't a conspiracy theory. It is what it is. Like, like, I mean, the dude has an open door to all the devs. He's funding the devs. Um, he's buying them all fucking drinks and barbecue. I mean, and he's having a lot of conversations with them. So you're going to tell me he doesn't have, like, intelligence information? Um, how he's using that? I don't know. Um, that's the speculation. We're just speculating what he's doing with it. But, God, it's kind of hard for me to believe that, that a guy that that will literally fucking do a sponsored post. Because, dude, that was a sponsored post when he posted up about his COVID vax. You know what I mean? It was like – Oh, my God. I on. mean that was like a very professional photo. It was just like – he knew it exactly what he was doing. And, and he, I don't know if you noticed. You just – you made me think of this too and what you were saying about how he came in and kicked the hornet's nest. I, I hadn't seen him. And then all of a sudden someone sends me this post where he's like talking about how – and it's and it, it's of course it's a propaganda post. It's like some lady who you know her uncle or her brother died, and he was an outdoors guy, and you know they had like a fucking like it looked like a men's health photo of the dude, you know, outdoors, and how he died of COVID, and <laughs> and and it was just like I've seen. I know you and I, I know you've seen a, a lot of that. Like that's like the narrative that they're really pushing. Like I and I know like it's a fact because there's people on other platforms that are posting that they've been approached to post pro-vaccination stories and photos um and being paid to do so uh, by the government so so i know that i know this stuff is happening so for me to assume that these stories are bullshit like i mean you can call me whatever you want i'm sure that's probably happened you know i'm sure there's one or two or three or four or five of them and i'm not saying people aren't getting sick because like one of my best friends just got really sick and it, so did his wife and his, his, his son. Um, so I'm not saying like, you're not getting sick from it, but I think that, that there's a lot of fucking, he's doing a lot of that shit and there is a lot of that shit going on. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude, I, the Peter's, the Pedro saga, I call him Pedro. Cause I don't even like calling him Pedro, Peter. Uh, the Pedro thing to me is, um, 
really to me it's a black eye on bitcoin and it just shows you what a joke the bitcoin community is like literally like it is if if that's fucking if if this is your guy fucking that's a joke <laughs> and i think that's like so a lot of people will look at and this is just this is strictly my opinion right but a lot of people will look at like the memers and they'll be like oh you know, fuck these guys. They're trying to they're trying to ruin all this stuff. They're trying to cancel people. All they're doing is ganging up and bullying people. It's like, no. No. We're trying to to weed out the people that do not have your best interest at heart. I don't That's... see anything wrong with it. Like to me, like the only time I, I and I never really see anything wrong with it. Sometimes I see people get attacked. But they handle themselves right, and it ends. <laughs> yeah, it goes away. <laughs> it goes like, away. If, like, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't take yourself seriously, then we just move on. Right. It's like a grizzly attack. This is how I explain it to somebody. <laughs> like when a grizzly goes after you, you're not going to square up and try to box him. He's going to ruin you. Right. Just lay down and play dead. And we'll our our uh, you know meme tards. Our attention spans like 38 seconds. If you don't <laughs> engage, we're on to something else. Well, and the other thing too is like, I don't know, the memers are the ones, in my opinion, they kind of hold the whole pleb spirit like of why we're here. Like, you know, like just talking shit, having fun, um, calling out bad actors. Sometimes I'm like, holy shit, that's so savage. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> that's fucking savage. Like, oh my God. Oh, wow, wow, wow. But like, at the end of the day, we're all adults. And like, what happens on Twitter is like, like you can literally just like log out, log out of your Twitter and like, it doesn't fucking matter. But for a <laughs> lot of people, they can't handle that. They can't handle stepping away from their computer. Like they get into these, like... From I guess it's probably from my background in making games um, and social on on social networks and um, social gaming, so like I kind of understand a little bit about the sociology and the psychology of it. Um, there's just certain people that just they get in a loop, and like it's like this feedback loop, and it just they keep going in a circle, and they can't they can't step away from it. And and to me, I think it's kind of funny when I see that happen. And I to me, like I I can get into it too, like where. Like some motherfucker will just keep talking shit and I'll just keep talking shit back. And people probably are like, why is he talking shit back? Why don't you just ignore him? No, I'm doing it on fucking purpose. Cause like sometimes it's fun to tell someone to fuck off. Sometimes it's fun to tell just to like, like literally like, you know, someone is just like spinning out and, and they're just posting stupid stuff. And you're just like, I don't know. I can't explain it, but I get a fucking satisfaction off of telling them to fuck off over and over and over again <laughs> until they finally go away. And that isn't very often, but some people deserve that type of deliberate fucking um, tenacity from me. <laughs> um, you know, and I see that with memers too. So I never get in, I never try to judge people when they're, when they are involved in that, in that loop, but some people, they won't admit that they're in the loop. They won't, they won't admit that they're in that fucking feedback loop. And, and I don't know, some people just take it real personally and they can't, like, they just get super worked up and like, it just ruins their whole day. And like for me and probably for you, like, you know, I can fucking log out of Twitter <laughs> and come back in a couple days and we'll do it again if I'm not having fun. Um, you know, it's just, it's, a, it's an interesting, uh, there's some people that care a little too much about their, I don't know, their, their, I don't know, online 
persona or status. I don't know. Yeah. I'm an, I, this is the, I've had this conversation with people, right? I'm an anonymous account on Twitter. <laughs> what does that tell you? There is yeah. not a fucking thing under the sun that I won't say. There just isn't. I'm yeah. going to tell you, you're going to know exactly where I stand because, you know, in the real world, I'm a business owner, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a son, I'm all these things, right? But, like, be, having an anonymous account on Twitter gives me this opportunity to, like, open my mouth without, like, worrying about if I'm going to be able to put dinner on the table next week because I open my mouth. And that's just real and how it is for me. Yeah, but, that makes I mean, sense. The sometimes I think you're right. Sometimes you just need to like fucking exit. You don't even have to get get off Twitter completely. Just there's a mute button. Like I mute Dieter. Dieter is fucking <laughs> muted. I I I'm Dieter's muted, and I left the taco group. It had to be done. I just there's just I was unable to separate my anger. When, when, I don't even know if we would call it debating, but having a debate with him, oh, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. He, he, I see fucking red. There are very <laughs> few people in this world that make me see red, but I, he makes me fucking. But do you know red. what? That's what he's trying to do. Like, I know him. I know him well. And so like, he loves to get under people's skin. Like he just does. And, and like he, he, he he knows he's getting under your skin and he's just laughing. And I'm not saying it's right because I would say 70% of the battles he gets in. I just, I just put my head put my hand to my forehead, close my eyes and look towards the ground and shake my head. (laughs) Dieter. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've known Dieter for a long time and I, I'm not going to stick up for him. But I will stick up for the fact that he is a good person and he does have a good heart um, and that he is a legit Bitcoiner. Um, like he, he's got more coin than most people. And so his passion comes from that. Um, but he has some fucking garbage takes too. And I see what he does. I see he takes things too far. He pisses people off. Um, and I don't get involved in that shit. Um, and he is muted and blocked by a lot of people that – I'm not blocked by or not that I like. So. I have nothing, uh, nothing like, negative to say most of the time about his takes on Bitcoin. That's fine. We, me and him actually see relatively eye to eye on that. Right. There's, there's maybe like the base principles of what we believe Bitcoin will be in the future. We don't agree on, but like the whole, the Bitcoin thing as a whole and fuck the government, maybe not even fuck the government. Me and him have gone at it about that, but you know, we, we kind of agree on that. But outside of that, ah, oof. <laughs> I bet my guess is if you met him, you would like him. He's he's a fucking oh, – he's I a good dude. Pirate. He would, I can't. I you, can't. <laughs> I, trust me. I guarantee you, you guys would get along. I'm I know you say you, that. I already, I already told him if I ever meet you in person, I, I'm going to fucking slap you. <laughs> this is, that's, that's what – and maybe we'll get along after that. But that's what it is. That's oh, what well, it is. yeah, I can't fix that. But I mean, him and Bart go at it too. So, uh, Be- me and Bart too. I'm blocked by Bart. You're blocked by Bart? Like, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, these are all my friends, man. Like, who I consider my friends, you know, they're good people. Um, Bart blocked all the memers, though. All of them. Oh, that's right. Literally everybody yeah. is blocked. Whether it, yeah, the factory, everybody's blocked. 
Wow. See, I love what you all do. I, I, I fucking honestly, it keeps, it keeps Bitcoin Twitter fun. Like, you know, like to me, like, yeah. yeah, it keeps it fun. And I think people take it way too seriously. And I also think this is the other psychology, like me, like I made my money doing other things. So like Bitcoin is just, it's not like my, it's not my vehicle to Nirvana, you know? Um, but it is a vehicle to, to a different Nirvana for me. Um, but I don't have as much writing on it. I mean, I, I have a lot writing on it, but I'm saying I don't have as much writing on it as some other people. Um, and so a lot of times, like, I'll know, like, how much money they – or how much Bitcoin they have. I don't know why. I probably shouldn't know, but I do. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I – that also feeds into a lot of these conversations that we see on Twitter. Um, you're seeing like the, when, when we come from an all time high and we drop as quickly as we did, like, and, and people have lost millions of dollars and they've never had mil even a million dollars. Um, the psychological, um, you know, damage of that is, is, is fucking hard to, to swallow. And so, that's kind of what I see in, in a lot of the, the stuff that's going on, on, on Bitcoin Twitter. I kind of can read between the lines or I, uh, I, and it's just, I'm not saying like I'm some fucking guy who just knows what's up. I'm just saying like, that's my, when I start to speculate, that's what I see. And that's what I personally speculate. And that's my opinion. So I could be totally wrong, but like, I don't think I'm wrong. Like, I believe that this, this pullback, really fucking hit people in the nuts. <laughs> and so some of the behavior that we've seen is, is a direct result of that. Um, kind of like almost like the breed love stuff, you know, um, everybody in oh, the, the AH stuff. Oh Same yeah. Yeah. Deal. yeah take, take me through that. Tell me, tell me about that. What's your, what's your take on age? <laughs> uh, so I have to, I have to openly say, right. Cause I'm very, I'm a very honest person when it comes to everything except my uh, government identity. Um, I like the age age is the probably, probably one of the top five reasons that I'm like Bitcoin only. And I'm so like into Bitcoin. I was very, uh, I hung around on clubhouse a lot, listening to him and like P and a lot of them guys, like that was what really like sunk the orange pill for me. Um, that being said, the paranoid side of me reads into AH and says he comes from a background in mainstream media and he plays a part very well. Um, I think a lot of what he does is acting. Um, but he is definitely one of them, pe one of those people on this last bull run that was HELOC your house, sell your fucking car, sell everything buy Bitcoin. You need to HELOC your house. You need to fucking sell your car. And then we dumped and he to me it was it was a fucking pussy ass lame excuse. He like right. put a th he was like, oh, I, I had to take a break from Twitter because I was addicted to Twitter. No, you told everybody to HELOC their house and sell their fucking car and then it dumped. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you did. Like, just come on and be like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's simple. Don't be like, I needed a break from Twitter. And even now, like, you can tell his demeanor when he is on Twitter is not the demeanor of AH five months ago. No, like, dude. He, just do he just doesn't have that demeanor. He's he don't so, have like, the energy. I like him. So... I, think he's a, I think he's a nice guy. And, like, 
I hear you know, great things. I hear he's the Clancy told me he is one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. I think he is a nice guy. Like I've talked with him um, multiple times. Um, I think his wife is nice. Like um, you know, I I think this last cycle. Like I mean, I knew him before. I knew him during like I've known him since 2017. So you know, I watched him like make a run and. and I know that he probably would never own it, but I watched him make a run to actually be an influencer. Like he cleaned up everything, cleaned up his, the way he speaks. He cleaned up his knowledge base. Like he became very articulate. And I believe uh, Clubhouse really helped that um, because in a way, if we were to compare to where he was last cycle, he was just like a, a memer. I mean, just a shit, a shit poster is what we would call a memer a shit poster <laughs> um and you know then this last cycle i feel like he was like all right uh people are listening to me i'm getting a following and you know and and you're right he's super fucking articulate he's charismatic people like him um but yeah the part that I, the only part that i had issue with was the moon boy stuff um you know and and he's very vain and and that's fine i have a lot of friends who are vain but like i'm not gonna trash him because i like him um would i be like that nah um was he humbled? Yeah. And that's the other part of this that I think I see too is while he was telling people to buy, he was buying. That oh, motherfucker yeah. was doubling, tripling down. Like he was putting his money where his mouth is. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we ended up where we ended up, but we'll be fine in the, I will be fine long term, but it's got to be tough. Um, you know, especially he's got, you know, a baby on the way. Um, I know he was planning on moving, uh, you know. Um, so I think a lot of people had big plans for, you know, for had big plans. And and this is just the reality that happens with Bitcoin that I think people need to remember. And I'm not saying don't stack. I'm not saying, you know, you know, don't believe that that things can, you know, that we're, we're not going to stay here forever. But I'm just saying like stack responsibly. And, and you know, I think also too, I think he's just, I think he got like crucified in many ways by people. Like a lot of people called that out and you can't, like, there's no, you can't defend that. He can't defend. How do you defend yourself against people saying you bailed? <laughs> you told us to buy. How do you defend yourself? <laughs> you can't. So eh, I know. I mean, I, I feel it. I bought, I mean, that was my big, I have been buying bitcoin right and buying bitcoin and buying bitcoin but like that was my 55k was my biggest like i bought more than i held at 55k yeah like I, I liquidated <laughs> my wife's 401k our savings account everything went into bitcoin i kept a month a month of bills in my checking account and i went into bitcoin yeah which is fine yeah. like it i'm fine with it because i'm like you know i still work every day Right, so right. I can understand these people that like don't and how that would like fuck you up. And and I can honestly say that his approach of not being like, like when he does like pop up and like make a funny post and somebody's like, like I did it to him the last time he made a post. I was like, Hey, you you remember that dude that, uh, that, uh, told you to heloc your house at all time high and then had to take a break cause he was addicted to Twitter. And like, 25 memers underneath me posted the grapes, the I member grapes. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't like flip out. He just no, kind of like took it, it on the chin he, and he was like, eh. he does take it. I mean, I've, 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 it's kind of tough because, you know, like he beefs with Dieter and, um, 
and I like them both. Like, I think they're both the same idiots, and I think they're both good guys too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I see, I see, I I like them both, and I tell Dieter that, and I I tell age that um i like i like them both like i've both been around for a while and like i'm not gonna fucking sit here and you know i don't know i guess the way i look at it as as the one thing i know about age he is he he's a good sport and i i've seen him be a good sport um and i really do hope that bitcoin turns around for him and his family i hope bitcoin turns around for you and your family and everyone else who is a little bit underwater right now i mean from experience it always does um even myself um you know i've been through um three cycles now um the first one i bought high and then it um actually i didn't buy high i bought like in the middle and then it it just fucking the bottom fell out. And so I had, it took, you know, years to come back from that one. Then the, the second one I was smarter in, I didn't, I didn't get as crazy in, but I still got, I still got kind of caught up in it. It was uh, actually, it was Pierre Rochard and, and uh, what's his name? Parabolic Travis, who were like the moon boys from the last cycle. There's a few others too. Um, but they were the ones that were just like, you know, hyper Bitcoinization, hyper Bitcoinization. And, you know, I mean, I got fucking caught up in it. And uh, luckily I didn't buy a ton, but I, I still, I still was underwater a little bit from some, some that I bought. Um, and then this last cycle, um, I did a lot better, but even still, you know, and so I don't think any of us are, are, we, none of us are, you know, invincible to, to that, like, because it's greed. Um, the conversation that I had with my one friend, um, and we've been in this, we've been in this for a long time together. And last cycle, we both said like, dude, like, I'm not going to be greedy next time. Like I'm going to, I'm, I have the price that I know I want to sell a little, um, and I'm going to do it this time. And we both got to the price this time and we both didn't sell. And then the bottom dropped back and we both just like, we just had the same conversation and we said to each other, fuck like fuck fuck you know like we were both angry at each other not angry in a bad way but like you motherfuckers like and so that's the tough thing about about bitcoin and all the conjecture that surrounds it um in bull markets is like it really fucks with your head and uh like if i if i would have stuck to my like plan man i would have been a fucking genius but i didn't i got greedy um and you know um i'll be fine i mean i'm sure you know, in, in a few years, I'm going to say, or maybe in the, by the end of the year, I'm going to say, fuck, you're a genius. But at the end of the day, like, I could have taken some profits and then I could have fucking bought back fucking Bitcoin for cheaper. So, you know, you can look at it however you want. You can you can say whatever you want. I'll never sell my Bitcoin, which I don't recommend anyone selling Bitcoin um, because it's a, it is a pain in the ass, like from a tax perspective, from just like you never know, like you could fucking – you could fucking time it wrong. And I've seen that happen multiple and I've done it. I've timed it wrong and fuck myself. Um, so that's why I don't like selling Bitcoin. Um, so, you know, I, I, it's one of those things that I, you and I and, and, and everyone else, we can debate it until the end of the day. But I just really believe in like being responsible to yourself and knowing and like having these like goals, like write them down and, and realize that like, you know, you should stick to them. Don't let greed fucking <laughs> dictate to you because your greedy side will make you make stupid fucking decisions. It does. I mean, I, I'll be a perfect example. Of, uh, I'm a perfect example of, of someone who, I mean, 
you know, I, I, I bought more when I probably should have sold, <laughs> you know, now that I look back, but it's easy to, to, to play armchair quarterback or, you know, Monday quarterback and, and hindsight is 2020, but like the main takeaway that I, that I tell anyone in Bitcoin is like, you know, you're in this alone. Like you're in this for fucking you. I don't care about the fucking community because those motherfuckers don't pay your bills. They don't give a shit about you. They may fucking like your fucking tweet, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like your Bitcoin is your Bitcoin and you sell it when you want to sell it and you buy it when you want to buy it and don't let anyone affect that. And I know they will, but like at the end of the day, just remember none of these fucking people are in your shoes and at the end of the day, in five years, you won't even fucking know many of them. Maybe maybe a couple of them. I know I will. A few of them because I've known them, some of them for five years now. So I could say that. But uh, that's the big mistake I see people make, you know, is uh, people get too caught up in, like, what did Breedlove say? <laughs> you know, what did American Hoddle say? Um, so I just, you know, you just got to know. I mean, even from my experience and knowing that it's like this, I still fell for it. So... It's a tough one, dude. Greed is a fucking greed is a son of a bitch. You got that right. I can I can definitely say that I'm grateful that I can't even say I got wrecked because I haven't sold anything, right? <clears throat> but like I took the hit that I took on Bitcoin now in my Bitcoin journey. Like just just listening to what you just said, like it puts it in perspective for me, right? So to think about somebody like AH and I'm not defending what he did but to think of somebody like AH and be like yo if I had and this is pure speculation I don't know what he holds but if I had if I had a fucking million dollars or 10 million dollars and I just watched 10 million dollars turn into 4 million dollars or 3 million dollars or whatever but it's all in shit I don't want to sell and I just did all this extra shit in the fiat world to buy more of this you know, this investment, that's a hell of a lot different than me fucking around with 10 or 20 grand. Like my Monday, Monday, I wake up and the customers are still calling my phone and I still go to work. My wife still wakes up, takes care of the kids. My wife still goes to work. Like, I guess it's, it's gotta be a different dynamic when your life is tied, literally tied to this asset. Like, right. Right. That's got to be fucking deep. And it's a little scary to think about it like that because that's what I'm trying to do. Like, that's a goal for me with my life. Like, I'm tr- trying to transition into mining at a bigger scale than I already mine. And hopefully, eventually, that will allow me financially to spend the most amount of time possible with my family, which is the fucking goal. I don't give a shit about money. give a shit about anything else. I care about time with my kids and time with my wife. Right, right. Outside of that, the the reality is, if you want to get like philosophical about it, at the end of the day, I've had many, many, many relatives die, and I've been many, many, many rooms where they took their last breaths. Right. I, I uh, six years ago, I got into recovery because I was a fucking junk box in my younger years, and I've been in rooms with people that died. Mm-hmm. And not a single person said, fuck, I wish I worked 10 more hours a week. You're right, yeah. Shit, I wish I made more money. Like, nobody has ever said that. Everybody who's ever in that situation, especially, like, the older relatives and shit, have always been like, wow, like, I wish I spent more time. 
Like, who cares if I have that shiny car? Who cares if I went on vacation to somewhere tropical? I really wish I would have spent five extra hours a week with my kids. Yeah. Because you can't, I, you know, I have a 10-year-old, right? And when my 10-year-old was little, I was in my early 20s. And I was, I chased money so fucking hard, so hard. And I traveled all over the United States. I actually made a ton of fucking money off of the first housing crash. I worked as a subcontractor for the banks, taking care of foreclosed houses. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, but during the course of that, being blinded by the money that I was making, I missed Halloween. I missed Christmas Eve. I missed birthdays. I missed Thanksgivings because it was more important to be in Kentucky for three weeks or be in Tennessee for three weeks or be in New Jersey for three weeks on the road for work because I wanted that money. I look back now and now I look at my three-year-old and my one-year-old and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about money (laughs) at all. Like I live in a 900 square foot house on five acres. My house is absolutely nothing special. I joke with people all the time because my house is a seventies, like mobile home that got turned into a house. (laughs) but like I couldn't be happier because on any given day, my bills don't run my life on any given day. I can be like, it's two o'clock and I really want to go home and like play with my kids and I'll go home and play with my fucking kids. Right. Fuck that dollar. I look back at my 10 year olds, younger childhood. And when he was like five was like the peak of me making a lot of money. All of that money, not one time have I ever come across anywhere that was like, hey, for $10,000, you can buy back the first Halloween that you missed. Right, right, right. No, you're, you're speaking. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I relate in many ways. Um, I relate in many ways. Um, I did a startup and I mean, it took over 15, 15 years of my life where I missed a lot. And I'm thankful that I had my daughter after all, all of it. Um, but it going through that taught me a lot about a lot of the things that you're talking about. Like I, I just, and also too, I made a lot of money from the, the company that we sold. And like, you know, the one thing I learned too is, you know, when you accumulate a lot of things, um, it just costs a lot of money to take care of those things and time. And, and just like what I did when I first sold, our company is I bought a huge house like, and it was gorgeous and I love living there. Um, and it was super cool, but it was a fucking job to take care of the thing. Like it was just, it was very unique and, um, just like the materials that were used, they were very specialized. So you couldn't just have some regular person come in. I always had to have some specialized person and they'd come and they'd look at, you know, it just, it was a fucking nightmare. It was like, I, I felt like a, a contractor, you know, having to have subcontractors constantly at this place, constantly taking care of it, um, one thing or another. And I don't know, I, I also, then we had, when my wife got pregnant, we both just were like, like, we don't want to bring our, our daughter up in this. Let's just like go move to the country and get a nice house and, um, and, you know, go live that way. And so we've done that and haven't looked back, um, you know, so to me, it's like, there's something to be said for that. And I think a lot of people who, who are chasing money, thinking that money's going to give them whatever they need. I think what they're going to learn is that, um, 
whatever you make and whatever you, whatever you're going to like whatever your goal is it's never going to be enough and as soon as you reach that you're going to set up another goal and you're going to want to want more money or you're going to want a bigger house and you're going to want a, a a more fancier car um because that's just human nature and if you can learn to to like hack yourself to not like be on that treadmill because like think about it dude like like and I, and this is something this is this is like a real like a topic that i really it's real dear to me um because it just it affected me so much like coming from really not much and then you know like doing a startup a tech startup and then you know selling that company and and having a great exit and like my life changed and and you know a lot of opportunities in my life changed and so it's just all of that so like like when i first started this game or th this journey i should say like i had this number in my mind and what i learned is i'd match that number and then it would be a new number and then i'd get that number and it'd be a new number and it was just never enough and and you know i just like for you like what's your number like like how much money do you got to make before you're like oh fuck it it sounds like you're pretty close to it you don't really give a shit you're just like i'm just living my life, which is smart, but everybody has a number. So what is your number? I was raised, this is going to sound funny, right? But I was raised by a man that retired in his, uh, I don't know, early sixties, we'll say late fifties. And, uh, he retired to a very sovereign individual life. Very simple. He lived in Maine on a couple acres and he didn't have much and he didn't need much and that was how he lived and he always beat it into me from a young age that retirement is not about getting to like I, it obviously is about getting to a number in particular but that number is very dependent on what you what luxuries you can live without like the reason he was able to retire, he lived 11 years in retirement before he passed away. A lot of people, especially today, don't get 11 years of retirement no, before they right. die. You're absolutely right. So he got that because he didn't have cable. He didn't have, he didn't have all these things that like we take for granted that are actually like first world luxuries that he lived without. Like his electricity bill was like $13 a month because he didn't, he had a fridge plugged in. And he went out and he walked in the woods and he went fishing and he like, this is what he did to entertain his time. He lived in a town with 40 fucking people. In it. <laughs> but the reason that he was able to live that life is because he didn't need enough money to have a cable bill and an, and an internet bill and, you know, a new car every four years, whatever everybody thinks they need to be happy. He like showed me how you can like just be happy. Just really, like, make the most of the time that you have. Right. Like, take it and do something with it. Experience something with it. Like, he took those last 10 years and he experienced life. Right. A lot yeah. of people don't get to do that. A lot of people think that they need a certain number so that they can buy an experience at the end of life. Like, oh, I need to buy this such and such a house, such and such a place, or in such and such a retirement community, and I need to have spa days and Pilates days and this, or whatever people want. I don't know. I'm kind of like a boomer, but 
whatever people, whatever people want in their retirement. But if, if you can like get to a point where you decide that you're going to like, just enjoy the time you, some people will find, like, I've heard crazy fucking numbers, dude, from people, especially in the Bitcoin space where they're like, dude, you can't retire on $3 million. I'm like, if you gave me $3 million tomorrow, I would never work another fucking day. Never, (laughs) never. Three million fucking dollars? You crazy? Do you know what I come from? Like, I've done nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I've been homeless in my life. Three million fucking dollars, dude. Three million fucking dollars. I could live a very, very simple life. And I'm in my mid-30s. I can live a very simple life for the rest of my days on three million fucking dollars. Right. So it's it's really about like, where you know, could I buy a Lambo and have a fucking a condo in Miami and a condo in New York and be traveling all over the place and going all the con- all the conventions and the gets no but i could definitely retire and live a very happy full life right well i mean what you're saying is it's it's very valid like for me um when i sold the company um just the stress alone i mean i had i had all kinds of weird health issues all of a sudden pop up and like and I, you know, I never wanted to acknowledge of why, but it was it was stress. And you know, I also realized that I gave up 15 years of my life while while people were out partying and having fun and you know having kids and all that kind of stuff. I was in an office slaving away, just grinding for a goal. And I'm not I'm not like upset with myself for doing that, but I got to a point where like I. I looked at where I was and I was like, okay, I have this amount of money. I'll probably be good for the rest of my life. Um, I looked at my two friends who we started the company with them. One of them, he's having health issues. My other friends having health issues, relationship issues. Um, and we're kind of train wrecks. Um, you know, <laughs> they kept on going. Um, and me, I just, I had to stop. I like literally, well, part of it too was, my daughter, my wife was pregnant and I made a deal with her that like, like, look, like I won't do another startup. Like we'll just, let's make our baby like the startup. But I also realized too, that like, I'm not getting any younger and these are my most health, most healthy years. And like, like I want to go and enjoy the world. Like I want to go and live like what you're talking about. I want to go live. Um, and like, I don't want to just wait till I'm like 65 and you know, half falling apart and then go live. No, I want to go live while I'm kind of in my prime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I fucking, if, if, if I, if I get sick and die and I'm going to get sick and die or, and I'm going to get sick and bedridden and then die. Like I'd rather have known that I went and lived my life with my daughter and experienced and had a lot of fun with her. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of to me way more like appealing. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at personally. Like I think, like what appeals to me are experiences, um, quite honestly. I mean, don't get me wrong. Money's great in a way that it will set you up so that you can buy, you know, food and um, accommodations or whatever. Um, you oh, know, yeah. uh, I think it's great. I, I'm the kind of person I can handle whatever. I can I can sleep. I can go from real basic, um, but I can also go real nice. And I, write, I like really nice, but I don't really need really nice. Um, and I there's a fine line of – of what you can afford and what will stress you out. So for me, what matters most is like trying to keep my stress levels, um, you know, low, like in other words, 
people always think, oh, if I buy this house or whatever, you know, my life's going to be so good. Like I can take care of my family so much better. <laughs> but what they don't realize is they buy the house, you know, with the extra bedroom and it costs more, but they don't realize how much fucking stress that costs that, that adds on to them. Just the mental side of it, just like having to take care of it and all that shit. And yeah, it always works out, but it's the stress part. What, what value do you put on that stress? That's in the pit of your stomach all the time. Like, so to me, like, I kind of live my life like I know what my I know where my tolerance level is. Um, and when I get above it, I can just feel it. And I'm like, all right, I need to make some changes. But like, I'm just thankful that I I, I, was, I was able to realize that younger versus like realizing it being really old. Because when I first sold my company and, you know, those checks hit your bank account, like, the one thing I remember was like logging in and saying, holy fuck, but also feeling really empty. Like, like really? Like now this what? is it? Like there's no, there's no fucking party, dude. There's no like bands showing up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Now what, what's your purpose now? So to me, like purpose is super important. Um, you know, like you're just, your mind, body, soul, meaning like working out, making sure you're intellectually staying sharp, um, you know, uh, making sure you're fueling yourself with, with, you know, better quality foods. Cause yeah, I just tend to perform better. Um, and for, so for me, like, like I can buy myself anything. I'm not like a Michael Saylor by any means, but I can buy myself anything. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I can't buy myself private jet or, you know, I mean, I, I, I could buy myself a Lambo, but like, I know, I wouldn't want it because um, I just wouldn't want it. I'd look like a fucking douchebag driving it. One clutch in it. You'll be yeah. all done. Well, I mean, I've, I've bought really nice cars before. I've done th- I've done that before, and it's really fun. I, I had this really uh, – I bought this really fancy sports car, um, super dope fucking sports car, very rare, um, you know. And, dude, like I had the thing for five years, and I put 2,000 miles on it. Yeah, and people would just thought I was fucking crazy. Like it, it would just sit in my garage, and I, it was fucking beautiful. It looked perfect, and uh, <laughs> I didn't even like to drive it because I was, and and I was just like, I don't know. I call that kind of poverty anxiety for coming from where I grew up, <laughs> and and like the way I grew up. Um, but like, and that's and that's why I don't buy myself that kind of shit because I don't want to do that. And I've also bought myself a ton of shit and like motorcycles and shit where like, my old house, my old house was dope. It, um, I was on this, I was butted up against this nature reserve and in the nature reserve way out in the back that we built a motorcycle track and no one would mess with us. And so, um, I literally built a specific garage that you could roll up the, 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 the garage door and, we would just fire them up and, and go take off. But like my friends didn't have money. So at first it was just me riding and I was like, Oh man, I want to go race my friends. So then I bought another motorcycle and then I bought another motorcycle. So then I had like five motorcycles and then we'd just get wasted and we'd, we'd go and fucking ride motorcycles and race. But the point that I'm making is, is um, it was really fun. And I spent stupid money on doing on this shit. Um, I had a skate bowl um, cemented into my into my house, um, so we would skate and we had a bar, so we'd drink and then we'd get wasted. We'd go ride motorcycles, and it was fucking badass, dude. And it's a cool story for me to sit here and tell you, and like, yeah, that's cool. And it was fucking cool, and it was awesome. Like, it was a great time. But guess what? The party ends, bro. Like, like. I don't fucking see any of those friends anymore. Those motorcycles fucking literally we rode them till pretty much they were worthless. I think I sold, sold them for like, you know, 
pennies on the dollars. Um, and the ones that the ones that I couldn't sell, I just gave away, um, you know, and, you know, the I, f I funded I funded fun for me and my friends. But that's all I did. And, and, and then you start to question, like, why were those friends even there? Where it wasn't it obviously wasn't because of me, because those friends aren't here now anymore. Um, so that's also me. I've got to look inward and say, well, what was the fuck was wrong with you that you thought that that was how you, how you should live your life? <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that come up when we have these money conversations. Um, but what I have learned is you start to collect like expensive things. You have to take care of those expensive things. Um, you also, you know, um, time passes and, you know, your your wants change. And so I guess from, you know, I don't know, in the last five to ten years, I've just realized what matters to me most are, are the things that matter to you most. Um, and that's my family, um, spending time with my daughter, um, you know, quality time with her um, and, you know, really – when I say traveling, it's really about showing my daughter the world and, and, you know, letting, and I really like eating good food, but I'm not stupid. I don't, I don't need to go eat like super expensive food that people tell me is good. That tastes like shit. <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> so for me, like, like, it's like, my life is simple, dude. Like if I can have, if I, if I can eat really healthy food, if I can enjoy the outdoors um, and, and, and sights with my daughter and I can have time with them, like those are the things that matter most to me. And that's how I literally spend my money. And that's how I like when I go and I'm going to buy something, um, you know, like that's what I think about. Like, like, why do I need this? Like, do I really fucking need this? And so the only thing that like I really enjoy spending my money on um, is that or investing it. <laughs> Bitcoin, because I feel like Bitcoin also is my my future hedge, so that I can thank myself in three to five years and be like, "Thank you, that was so cool." Now we're gonna go continue this party. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, I mean, not to get too philosophical, but I think like kind of like something you said about I think a lot of Bitcoiners are are very um, they're they're not realistic when it comes to like money and 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 like the targets that they have, like I, like a lot of them, I can just tell, like, like by the time they get to where they want to be, um, they're not going to be satisfied with it. They're going to need more because you always need more, but people don't realize is fucking money spends fucking quick, man. Ooh. Like it fucking spends quick and, uh, it's easy to blow money on stupid shit. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I just, I, that's the one thing that, um, I want to start I, and I'm lazy too. I got to tell you, I'm, 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 I've gotten more lazy because, because like, as you know, Bitcoin's kind of a rabbit hole. Um, we all come in, we're sovereign individuals. We all want to like, uh, you know, we want to contribute. We want to like spread this message or whatever. And so like for me, you know, I, I started writing and I got involved with several blogs and, you know, and, and I spent a lot of time on that and, and it was fun and it was a lot of fun, but I spent too much time on it. And so I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, okay, like if I'm going to spend time on it, I'm going to do this and this is what I'm going to do. So like when Hoddlenot started and, um, and Katia started um, Citadel 21, you know, it's like, I was like, Hey guys, I want to get involved from day one. And so, you know, I've, I've been involved with them and I do, I, I do an interview uh once every other month, that's my contribution <laughs> to Bitcoin now. <laughs> and I, I literally focus on interviewing regular people who are nobody special just to hear their stories. And I do it. I Sometimes I say, why do I do it? But I know why I do it because people like 
tell me they love it. And it's like, I, I don't know. I like that they love it. And I'm not doing it because I'm fucking trying to be anybody special. Actually, um, you know, I actually, that's not it at all. Um, and then the other thing I really, the, the side project, and when I say I'm lazy, that I really would want to work on is like, um, I'd love to do like a, like a, a series on, on money. And, and talking about these these kind of topics that you and I are talking about, about what matters to you like like what what matters to you most like you know what I mean like like is it your family like and what drives you most like is it you know accolades like you is it likes on fa on Facebook or on Twitter I mean you know and I think it's different for everybody um, and that's okay um, you know what I think fascinated me most was um, my pool guy was from Venezuela. And he basically was on refugee status here. He had to leave Venezuela, you know, years ago. Um, he was a teacher down there. And it was really sad to me because my parents are teachers and my brother's a teacher. And I'm like, here, this motherfucker was a teacher. He had a decent career down there. And now he's fucking cleaning pools. <laughs> that's that's an that interesting sucks. story. Yeah, it's sad. Super smart guy, like the nicest guy, super smart, super motivated. Um, and so I got to know him. And I, I got to know him, you know, we had, we had talks about money and things, but it, 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 he kind of helped me realize how much, like what matters is, I mean, not that he helped me realize it, but in talking to him, I think it helped me realize it, that like family is what's most important. And I think people can bond on that. Like who, like he comes from nothing and here he was coming to my house and he, he obviously knew where I lived and saw how I lived and I didn't treat him any different. I we became very close friends. <clears throat> and what the saddest thing was, when, I remember one day I was like, I was like, Hey man, I'm like, uh, he was talking about, he's talking about having issues with a computer. I'm like, do you have a laptop? And he's like, no. And I'm like, you don't have a laptop. And he's like, no, I have one computer and my wife uses it for school. My son uses it for school. So I don't have a lot of time with it. And I was like, Oh man. And you know, and I'm, I literally have a stack of laptops. Like, in my freaking closet that I collecting dust just because I, I just cause of my job, I bought a new laptop every year and sometimes I needed one. Sometimes I didn't. Um, so I literally, I said, okay, next time you come to my house, I'm going to give you a laptop. And I grabbed one of the laptops and I ordered a new SSD for it and freaking loaded it all up. And I gave him that laptop and then like, he was so stoked. And then the best part about it, was he started a fucking startup with it. <laughs> he started a freaking, like, I forget what it was. I think it was like a phone case startup. Um, he made his website and I was just like fucking blown away. And it made me like, I, don't, I can't explain the feeling that I have, but it just made me realize like, you know, like, and I actually, I got him into Bitcoin. <laughs> so it, this whole process kind of just made me realize about priorities and what really matters in life. And, 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 it, and it's made me want to write or do a series and ask people from various socioeconomic backgrounds the same questions and see what we all say. Because maybe the guy from Harvard, um, and I have friends that have graduated there, um, and I always say this, uh, any, any, if you ever have a friend that graduated from Harvard, they won't ever let you forget that. <laughs> they'll, tell you, they'll remind you where they, where they graduated and their degrees that they have. But no, I mean, I, I, like contrasting his perspective on it with my other friend who's a doctor. He's a, he's a neurologist. And then like contracting with my buddy who I won't call him a pool guy anymore. Cause he's, he's an entrepreneur now. Um, but all of us, you know, we all have, we're all very similar in many ways. Um, and I think it's interesting to, 
to understand what motivates people and and what makes people tick when it comes to money and and at what point at 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 what point do you just say okay I'm done I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to work no more I'm going to focus 100% on my family and so to me that's a very compelling uh question and and I'm interested to 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 learn what where people's heads are at and that's that what you just described is what bitcoin is to me that's what big that's the opportunity that bitcoin affords me right like i grew up in a town the town that i live in the house that i bought used to be my grandfather's 10 years ago it got sold out of the family but like both sides of my family came to this country from the azores and (laughs) they've never left this town interesting Four generations have never left this town. So I come from a place where you look around and you see people who are literally born here and buy a house here and die here. Wow. Like working in this, like you said, this hamster wheel. Yeah, it is. And like to, to come across this thing now in my life where I see this opportunity to like, Hey, I, you know, I'm relatively young. Like I can put some of my, my wealth, like the, the small amount of wealth that I have, I can, funnel some of that wealth into this asset that in five, seven, 10 years is going to put me in a position where I don't have to live and die the same story that the last four generations of my bloodline has. Right. Yeah. That's powerful. That's super powerful. You know, I, I, I really, and I don't want to like, I don't want to send the wrong message in saying this, but um, if Bitcoin continues on the path that we're on and it does what it's supposed to do, um, it'll be very interesting to see the changes that it invokes in the world in a way. Like just like having a guy like you who's a sovereign minded guy, like to have like, you know, financial like fuck you money to do whatever you want to do to work on whatever you want to work on like now extrapolate that to like you know millions of people being able to to not necessarily to get off of that hamster wheel or at least be able to focus 25 percent more of their attention on their kids on their hobbies on themselves i mean what how does that look what does the world look like society flourishes at a rate that it never has right right and i know uh Safferdine or Saferdine um, writes about this in the Bitcoin standard. And I know, you know, freaking Breedlove talks about this, but like, I haven't read any of that or listened this isn't, to uh, this isn't like, and that's what I'm saying. They don't, they don't get to own that narrative. Like they do not get to own that. Like, because they didn't make it up. <laughs> like I didn't like, they're just the ones who, who, who got more people thinking along those lines. And they didn't make me think along those lines. It's just, I noticed that they they have content based on that. And so, yeah, I mean, if you think about it from a philosophical – actually, the person who really made me think about this was Jimmy Song. Um, I don't know if you know who he is. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's a, he's a sharp guy. He's, you know, a lot of these – and that's the other thing. A lot of the ideas that you see a lot of these motherfuckers putting out there and, like, acting like it's their own, it's not. It's like it's just recycled. It's just they're better act. They do a better acting job on it, is all I can say. Or they do a better with their spin on it. And I'm not saying they don't believe it. And I'm not saying like they're acting like they're fake or frauds or whatever. I'm just saying like 
it's not their original thought is what I'm trying to say. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe they have their spin to it as original, but at the end of the day, a lot of us have thought about this. Like, you know, I've watched what Bitcoin has done in my life and with the holdings that I have. Um, and, you know, I've seen what it's done in other people's lives. And I, I just think it's, it's really interesting. Um, you know, um, but the, the other part that, that I think people forget about too, is that, um, people change when they get money. Um, and it's usually not a good change. Some people change and they can handle the change, but, um, a lot of people, um, change for the worse or they change for the worse. And then they have this humility that they reach. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you know the rapper juice, juice world or whatever his name is that he died, um, from taking pills or something. I was listening to a, a story about him and he's a young, young, young kid. Um, tragic, you know, tragic story. Um, he came up on the, in the Florida rap scene and, um, you know, he, he found, he found stardom and, and his friend was talking about how, how deep the guy was and how like, he was just like, he was like this philosopher who, who, just always like was on like this different level of thinking and, and, you know, like just, and then he watched him go through this whole phase of, of trying to come up and then coming up and then his ego, his ego getting the best of him and the money getting to his head and then him having full awareness that that's what happened. And then like trying to change himself for the better and that whole process being in front of the whole world um, and sending out so many mixed signals. And his whole point was that like, like the person that he was becoming or the person that he was, the person that he was the transforming to be was part of the process. And it was this like person who had lost that ego and had, who, who money had transformed him, but he had worked really hard on making himself into a better version of himself. And I know you hear that a lot, but like, I heard that and I was like, wow, like that, I relate to that in a way. And it's sad. The guy died. He, he freaking, he died of, I think he was, <laughs> he made a stupid decision is what he did. He, he, he made a very stupid decision and, and uh, it ended up costing him his life. Um, but to hear someone like that and to hear that self-awareness and to hear someone who built something, came up, um, was kind of hundred percent himself and then was kind of transformed by that thing and kind of became someone that didn't recognize himself, but had the wherewithal to basically pull himself out of it and get back to being a better person than he, when he first started, but a better version of that first person. And I kind of feel like I relate to that in my journey. And I think we're going to see a lot of Bitcoiners go through that, but there's a lot of people who won't ever fucking be able to self-realize and ever become a better version of themselves. They'll just become some rich fucking maniacal asshole and do really fucked up shit because they have money. And when you have a lot of money, some people don't have the mental toughness to be able to fucking separate their vices from like doing what's right. And that's the only scary part about it. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that's fucking dead on. That's exactly, I mean, I have a different view and this, me and Dieter butt heads a lot on this particular topic because I come from, I don't necessarily come from nothing, but I've had time, like, you know, in my, when I was like 24, I had a year where I made more money than I had ever made in my life. I made like over a hundred grand, which where I come from was a lot of money. And, you know, by the time I was 27, I was fucking homeless. So 
I've seen both ends of that spectrum and there's a perspective that you gain from seeing those things and experiencing those things in life that no matter how you try to articulate it, you can't explain it to somebody who doesn't, who just comes from a privileged place. It's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Yes. Yes. So yeah. And that, you know, me and Dieter got got into it on that because he like he made such he he has some of the most tasteless fucking posts. And I dude, I, I want to tell talk. you straight up though, Dieter doesn't come from a lot, dude. Like, I mean, I know this. Like, I know his background. Like, like he's a self made dude. And uh, and I'm not defending him. I'm not defending him. Don't take that wrong. But I'm I'm going to. At least I know that about him, and that's one thing I respect about him is that, like, the dude, like, you know, he comes from a lot of hard work. Um, and, you know, he may – his Twitter persona, he may put this or that off, but, like, no, dude, he's not – he doesn't come from a privileged background. I know that for sure. Like, like if he comes from a privileged background, then I come from a privileged background, and I don't at all. Um, actually, I, uh... you know, but I, I understand, dude, because on, on Twitter – like he'll just be out there talking about sitting at the pool all day and you know no 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 it's listen it's not it's not even that and i i would never dog on somebody for getting to a place of success in their life where they have the uh the means to be able to do that right um the me and him got into it over like uh poor people shouldn't have kids oh god um, i always tell him dude you're gonna have a fucking kid one day so shut the fuck up like the the pores and i'm like dude i can't no nah, you just, just can't you can't stop. dude <laughs> please don't even go there he's like you you can't even go there with him because when he says that shit or like some of his takes are just like that one is a that's a fucking horrible take he's always like he's always bashing on kids and and I'm always and I literally tell him, I'm like, dude, like I probably wouldn't be bashing on kids if if I was in your shoes um, when I was, you know, in your position in life. But like, I'm going to tell you, I didn't want kids like I didn't think I did. Like, I just figured that wasn't the life for me. Um, and then all of a sudden it happens and it changes you. And all of a sudden you're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I almost didn't have this opportunity. Um, you know, um, actually what happened? What happened with me is I didn't think I could have kids. Um, well, I didn't want kids. And then I found out I didn't think I – or I was told I couldn't have kids. Um, but, of course, I'm an overachiever. And, uh, <laughs> and we made that – we made it happen. But, uh, I mean, I didn't want – I didn't expect it to happen. And I think that's probably why it happened. Um, but I have, I've had that conversation with him. Like, dude, it's going to fucking happen to you. And it's going to soften you. And you're going to feel like an idiot for saying this shit. Um, but, yeah, dude, you'll you, – with Dieter though, you gotta sometimes just realize, like, you just like you just can't even go there. It's not even worth your time. Yeah, I'm outside getting air right now. In like the in the the grand scheme of things, you know what I mean. If you had to like put it into into context in your head, like me and him got into it, and I'm outside having air. I had to like separate myself from right. anywhere that he is because dude, he, he got to the point, dude, where people. he would like he would tweet shit, and like I'd be like. I, I couldn't help myself but go in and just blow up. I'm right. like, just mute him. Just fucking mute him. No, and that's what you got to do. That's what I do. I do the same thing, dude, with any. And actually, I mute people and then I'll unmute them when I've. There's a few that I don't, but like a lot of times I just don't like, I just don't feel like listening to you. Like, like some people just always have a fucking opinion. Like Mr. Hoddle. That dude always has a fucking dude. opinion. Like, like literally, like, 
and sometimes I agree with his opinion, but like because I was friends, like that's the other thing. When you're friends with Dieter, like you all of a sudden attract all these people who like I don't know they they just hate you because they hate Dieter, and I don't know ever since like I don't know. I'll just straight up like Mr. Hoddle. I I have no clue what that dude's deal is, but like I call him the fucking. Uh, he's like the the hall monitor of Bitcoin Twitter. Like like for some reason like he feels like he's he's like the one who will tell you like that what you're saying is okay or it's not okay and it's like dude like who the fuck are you i don't give a fuck if you agree or don't agree with me like he's the I, king of the plebs <laughs> he's so important don't dude you know? he is like he is one of the most endeared plebs that there ever was i mean He's that probably guy, blocked me and unblocked me ten fucking times. Dude, he will not. He will not block me. Um, and like I, like I've had conversations with the guy. He's a nice guy. Like he really is. I just think that he's socially inept. I really do. And he's actually one of these people that I believe has been in Bitcoin for a very long time. He knows a lot of the key players, um, which is totally fine. And he has good relationships with them. Um, and this new school, this new school group, it happened when my, when like, like he always, like I, I always consider myself 2017, but reality is, is I'm 2013, 2014. I just didn't, I just wasn't into it. Like I am now, but like, I consider myself 2017 um, because that's like when I really got into like, like understanding the community 2016, 2017 is when I started to really learn about that shit. Um, and he was obviously, you know, he was like, the guy a lot of people knew him and stuff and so very very impressed with the he was very impressed with the things that he would say uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's very impressed with himself a lot and you know and like if you spoke you know and you said something stupid um you know he was one of the first ones to tell you and and that which is fine whatever and uh so you know here we are now and it's 2021 and like we've grown a lot and people don't know who the fuck this guy is nor do they care and like so the things that he's still focused on are so fucking like that don't even matter. Like, I mean, they matter to him, but like all he tries to do is just like flex. That's all I see it as is a flex. It's like, dude, who cares? Like, just fucking yeah. just do your thing. Like, if you don't like something or someone, like you don't have to like make a stand and try to like get a bunch of people to cancel people. Like, like like memers don't even do that. They just fucking make funny memes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, Come on, we cancel people. That's what they tell us. We I joke know. about it, actually. I mean, honestly, the people that I mean, I don't. I wouldn't even consider canceling. You're just shit posting. You know what I mean? That's all it is. Like yeah. shit posting is now canceling, I guess. But anyway, their reaction to the shit posting is what gets them feeling like they're canceled. I well, feel canceled and attacked because I didn't know how to just be like, oh, haha, very funny those damn memers and keep it moving. You know what I mean? Like instead right, you're like, right. fuck you guys. You're trying fucking communist. Fuck you guys. Like wrong thing to do. Wrong right. thing. Yeah, dude. Some of these people, like I said, they're socially inept. They never, they have no street smarts. That's the one thing about Bitcoiners. Like, I don't know. You seem like a pretty street savvy, street smart, savvy guy. Um, I consider myself to be pretty street smart and savvy when it comes to, you know, like I'm the kind of guy, like, like, it's interesting. And I was talking with a friend about this. Like, I'm not like, I'm not like some badass guy or whatever. I don't like, but it's weird. Like I'm the guy, like if I roll up, like someone's going to fucking be like, Hey man, 
you want to smoke a joint? <laughs> I'm like, do, do I look like the guy who just smokes weed? I mean, I'll smoke a joint with you, but like, like I, I, I don't know how I look. I mean, I don't know what it is about me or like, I'm the kind of guy that like, maybe it's just the way that I fucking walk or the, maybe the, the look on my face, like people don't fuck with me, dude. Like they don't ever talk shit about me not wearing a mask or whatever. Um, like I just I'm don't the get same it. way. Dude. I just don't get it, dude. Like maybe, I don't know. And and sometimes I want it. I'm like, bring it, motherfuckers. (laughs) My wife tells me it's because I always look like I'm angry. I don't know. I think it's a New England thing, right? I grew up in New England, so she's like, you always look super angry. And I'm like 6'1", 220. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't fuck with you. So people usually look at me like, what the fuck is his problem? Like, I haven't worn a mask since the whole fucking pandemic thing started. Fuck you. I'm not wearing a mask. Right. Please come say something to me. I beg you. Yeah, nobody ever says shit, right? No, never. You just have that look on your face. Like, if you talk to me, I will rip your fucking spleen out and feed it to you. Right, and if you want to film me, I'll give you some great fucking footage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's yeah. do a viral clip, bitch. Fuck yeah. If you want to record me, just make sure you tag me when you post it. Right. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I I, I don't know. I, so I, I'm, you and I are very much alike in that aspect. And I think there's a lot of Bitcoiners who, you know, they're just – fucking pussies i mean let's just be straight up about it. like they're just all talk 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 on like and they don't understand because they never grew up in a in a in a either a a community or like whatever they were into that held you accountable for your words like i couldn't go and shoot my mouth off like i do and and not be able to back it up in other words you know what i mean like like there's just rules of rules of the streets rules of the playground whatever you want to call them like you know if you gotta if you're gonna run your mouth you know and i told actually i've talked to Dieter about this i always tell him about this i'm like look dude you're 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 these battles that you create on on twitter like people don't forget and like it's like it's like a drive-by so you're doing your drive-by but just realize there will be retaliation and and if you're not prepared for that then don't do the drive-by <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was so, what I told when we got into that argument about kids, like the the very very short version. When we got into that argument about kids, something transpired in the conversation. But he ended up saying something like, "Your wife and kids will be dead soon anyway, so they won't matter." Oh god! And I was like, "That's that for me right there." Yeah. <laughs> Like is the fu- line that's the silver bullet dude that is so <laughs> Don't if, if fucking we can yeah. we can talk we're cool it's all great but if i if i ever run into you in person yeah i get it there's there's a line that you have crossed that i need to make you aware that you have crossed and the where i come from the way i make you aware is by knocking you the fuck out right yeah I, i'm really into uh mma and um and it's interesting because like that's kind of the way I see it too. Like there's fighters in the MMA who like they talk shit, you know, and it's like all an act. And then you have the fighters who are like, when I see you, I'm just going to fucking slap you. <laughs> Cause right. like, I don't fucking care. This isn't a game to me and I will fuck you up. <laughs> like, like you can talk all that want you and do it all on social media, whatever, but you just need to realize like, I'm built differently and I will fuck you up. Now I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not like that because I'm smarter. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I'm not looking to fight. I'm just, I'm just no, I'm the same way. You know, there's but some like, dude on uh, Bitcoin Twitter that's like a supposedly like a big kickboxer dude or something, uh-huh. or a, a fucking jujitsu guy or something. And I was like, dude, 
I'm like 30 fucking two years old. <laughs> like, if I see, just let's get something straight. If you catch me in like my state and I look at you and there's a part of me that thinks that you're going to whoop my ass, I'm perfectly comfortable with shooting you in the kneecap. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not at the age where I have anything to prove. I'm the like, same way, dude. <laughs> I'm the same way, man. Like, but the bottom line is, is there's people like most, okay. There's different personality types. You have the personality type that is just a quiet guy, um, who like, like will never speak up for himself. Never. But if he's online though, he going to really be like a fucking warrior, um, keyboard warrior. Then you have people who are, you know, like you and me who like, we're just kind of, I'm not taking this shit too seriously, but like, if you're going to cross lines and I see you, like, I will fucking, I might slap you, but I will definitely call you a bitch to your face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you have the, the, the third type of person who like, literally, they just don't fucking play. Like, you fuck with them and like, you're just fucking done. I'm not in that category. I wouldn't say I'm in that category, but there are people like that and they just never forget. And you know, I don't know. Like when when those kind of people come up against you and a guy like you and me, that can get a little weird and dangerous at times too. Because I know you're not going to back down, and I know I'm not going to fucking back down. No, like, those are the guys you shoot. Well, that's how I was. That, is, that is a great. Yeah, exactly. But for the most part, like I don't usually get into that. I don't usually. I don't get into it at that level with certain people. I just mute them when they start to get my temperature up. I'm just like. This is fucking stupid. And maybe yep. I'll just tell you how fucking stupid you are like 10 times. And then I'm like, all right, I'm done. Like that was just a waste of my fucking brain. But that's yeah, kind of the way like, I look at this. I like I got, I got like 10 times you're stupid and then a couple scat memes. And you're <laughs> muted and I'm out. I like the scat memes, dude. That's one of my favorites, like the cat pooping in the fucking toilet bowl. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I used to, I, I love the dude like before there before the memers were actually the memers. That's what how like it was fucking what's his name? Canix, I think his name is. His old count was Canix, and then Bitclot, which was Kate or whatever cat. And, yes, you know, and Pump It. Those mm-hmm. dudes, those are like, in my opinion, those are like the original memers because, like, if someone like pissed me off, like, and someone was just being a dickhead, I'd be like, "Yo, fucking Bitclot, yo, fucking Canix, and Pump It, like, need, need." cat memes <laughs> and they would just start fucking littering the whole thread i mean just over and over and like we're talking like this would go on for like two days um and you know that was and then I, all of a sudden the evolution of memers kind of flowed in and then now you just see what you see you know what i mean like you just see it's constant fucking bitcoin memes which i love it isn't always just cats shitting fucking or dogs shitting <laughs> Or fucking really gross shit that these guys find and post um, in a thread. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything yeah, about that. Yeah, I mean, to <laughs> me, and that's the other thing. Like, if we look at the evolution into into the memes and how we got there, like, um, it's interesting. All the meme stealing, like, that's that's a really interesting thing to me. Like that that these motherfuckers like literally were stealing, blatantly stealing memes from another person saying they're theirs and then like like when the person was like no that was mine they're like not owning it that trips me out dude like <laughs> oh the better one is uh people like bitcoin chris i don't know if you know who that is i probably do i just don't he's know like a, he was like a clubhouse cat he's a okay. black dude 
Uh-huh. Uh that that was on Clubhouse all the time and he had like TA courses and budget courses and whatever. Uh but he's like renowned for that in the meme community. He'll like steal people's memes and use them to market his classes. Oh god. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. All of us are blocked because of that. And well, then I mean, every once in a while, somebody will send us a screenshot, and it's like, yep, there it is. He grabbed another meme, and he's selling a fucking TA class, or he's selling a fucking, like, dude, come on. That's crazy. Like, that's, that's, that's this is what trips me out. And now we have, um, like, I feel like now we're going to see, because now that times are tough, or times are tougher, <laughs> we're going to see a lot of this new 2020, 21 class. I've already seen it start to happen, but... Um, we're going to see more people coming out of the woodwork, um, putting out their shingle for their newsletter or their podcast or whatever. And that, dude, the roughest part, and this is like the last thing I want to say, because then I gotta, my wife's going to murder me if I don't get to bed. Uh, no worries. <laughs> that's like, uh, so when I started this podcast, I started this podcast for like what you were talking about, right? I wanted to do uh, not even interviews. I want to have conversations with like normal plebs. Right. And just like people like that, you and mostly anon, I think all anon accounts to this point, like you see this anon account and you see like the memes they make or you see the posts they make, but you don't like know who that person is, like what their background is or what they think. So I try to get those people on and like talk to those people to like put a person, you know, to almost like allow people to be like, yo, this is a fucking joke. Like, listen to this dude. This isn't, he isn't the persona that he plays on Twitter. I love it. So when I first started doing this, I was like, yo, I'm never going to take a fucking sponsorship. I'm never going to, none of that shit, right? And I give away, I put a, a a lightning fountain in every episode on YouTube and I give away like 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 sats. So people will download a lightning wallet and, you know, to try to help do my contribution back to the community. Right, right. right. And, uh, and I thought it was cool because lightning fountains came about through like Ellen Bits and shit. Uh but anyway, so yeah. I did all of that and like people, I was like, yo, I'm never going to take a fucking sponsorship on. And then it was so funny because uh, somebody reached out to me and they're like, yo, I know you said you'd never take out sponsorships, but uh, like I do some writing for Coinbeast and Coinbeast wants to know if like they can sponsor your podcast. And I'm like, uh, so like I've been, for like a couple of weeks, I've been at this place where I'm like, do I do it? Do I not do it? <laughs> I'd say just do it. Fuck it, man. I I don't know. Like part of me, I don't know. I I have this mentality of like people who are doing things, uh, you know, with, with their heart and like, you know, with the right ethos. I don't have a fucking problem if, if people want to make some money, like, I don't care. Like, like I don't expect, like, for example, hot or not, ran into this like when when we first did citadel you know it was just self-funded and you know it was tough um i mean he was just grinding out a magazine him and katia all by himself um no job just self-funded and you know it takes effort and then finally he was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna start you know what do you think if we sell copies and this and that and i'm like yeah that's great just i think what it all comes down to is like who you are and who you end up being Um, if you're gonna if if like obviously that has worked out really good and but like if you're gonna be a dan a dan held 
or, or someone like that who's like shilling whatever someone will pay you to shill, that's a little different, don't you think? I mean, so, yeah. and I know Dieter has these weird standards of, I don't know, he's got a fucking, a weird standard of, you know, even people who sell t-shirts shouldn't be selling t-shirts and. You're just and, here to milk the scene, bro. And I don't, I don't, I just tell him all the time. I'm like, I don't know, man, that's, that's, that's a little black and white for me. Quite honestly, like if you're putting out good stuff and people are willing to give you some coin and you're not being a fucking whore, then who cares? Take it. Like, I mean, fucking Bitcoin Becca, man, she's going to be doing a fucking, uh, what is it called? Uh, what does she call it? Or fucking her goddess newsletter or whatever, <laughs> like sexy newsletter. I mean, good for her. Fucking a, like, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll I think the girl's funny. I, I mean, I she posts photos of when she was stuck in a cubicle, you know, and she posts photos of her now just fucking based and fucking smoking weed and working out and, 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 you know, being a happier person. So I don't have a fucking problem with that. Like that is evolution to a good place. Um, you know, um, do I think she should be po- being the, the sexy, uh, the sexy Bitcoin goddess? I mean, who am I to say, man? You know, good for her. Um, if it was my daughter, I would I would probably tell her not to. But like, <laughs> you know, I mean, she's her own person, and and I I think it's great. We need more women doing whatever the fuck they want and telling people to fuck off too. I like based women. Um, and so you know, I don't know, dude. Like, and I and I joke when I say it, but like, but I mean it too. Like when I said, there's you're starting to see a lot of the people from the twenty. 20- the 2020 class of 2020 and 2021 coming out and developing content. And some of these people are going to be like Marty Bent was part of the 2017, um, you know, like crew. That's how Marty and Matt came up. So I wonder who's going to come up this time. I mean, look at Dylan, Dylan LeClaire, whatever his name is. I mean, that guy is a nobody. And I mean, he's fucking all over the place with posting all kinds of good shit. Um, you know, I don't agree with everything that everyone posts, but like when I see people working hard or like even a person like yourself, that's like doing something like, I mean, dude, it's Friday night. Like, I know you're fucking not making money off this. Like I- I'm not doing this. Cause I think I'm anyone fucking special. <laughs> I just was like, all right, like, sure. Let's do this. Um, you know, uh, I respect it. I respect anyone doing this stuff. Cause I, I write too, dude. And like, I have to go and source my interviewees and, you know, and, and work with them to get a, get an interview out. Why do I do that? I don't know. I just do it. I think it's cool. It's fun. Um, do I get paid to do it? Hell no. Um, if someone offered me some, some extra Bitcoin, I'm not going to say no. Um, so, you know, back to your situation, like I I have nothing but respect for you. And if someone's going to fucking give you some Bitcoin to fucking do what you're doing, fucking by all means do it. If someone's going to give Bitcoin Becca money so she can read them, read the sexy Bitcoin news, then fucking hey, <laughs> good for her. She'll be smoking a blunt while she does it. Um, but you get what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, as long as it just ain't garbage, like, you know, some like Tone Vase who like literally tries to, you know, tell tell people like that his TA fucking class can teach them how to be fucking, you know, whatever. I mean, even that, like, I think that's fucking borderline but like i'm not even gonna shit on him i I mean if someone can't if someone wants to spend their fucking money on that then go for it natural selection it's natural selection dude yeah yeah dude but uh i really enjoy this conversation i i mean we had no fucking agenda we just freestyled so um yeah i hope i didn't fucking just talk a bunch of bullshit oh bro that's what it's all about that's (laughs) what uh i've had many people tell me that's what they want 
Yeah, people said they like your podcast because you don't edit it, and I, like literally, like not one edit. Like you just like you let it go, you let it roll, and I was like, hmm. And so, and then you're like, want to do it with me? I was like, I like that, <laughs> <laughs> but I better be careful what I say. <laughs> well, bro, I appreciate you coming on. Right on, man. Just let me know that she wants to murder me. All right. So uh, I'm going to go take care of that. You have a good night, buddy. Yeah, you too, bro. Later. Later.